Hello and welcome again. I hope again. Welcome if not, maybe it's your first time, but welcome regardless yes. to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. I am Skylar Spradlin here with Larry Jones. Okay, very good. You that way you didn't blow me all up out of proportion and people won't be expecting more than they're going to get. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I just, I'm not creative enough or witty enough to think of extra adjectives. I mean, I, I think a lot of things about you. Kind of like uh, Superman's alter ego, the mild-mannered Clark Kent. You have an alter ego? I'm the uh, mild-mannered Larry Jones. So what's your superhero stuff then? When you're not Larry Jones. Super mild and super, super, super mannered. Hmm. You are a living conundrum, my friend. I like to keep it that way. We've known each other a long time. We have, yeah. I still can't figure it out. I think we've uh, shared maybe 100, 200 Jamocha shakes. Oh, way more than that. That's only in two years, 100. And I've bought 75% of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'd like to think so. Just for you that don't know, we're supposed to alternate every other time. But seems like almost always it's, okay, Larry, it's your turn to buy. <laughs> Just because you have a bad memory doesn't mean that I'm not being fair. I'm not cheating you. You wouldn't cheat me, would you? If you actually believe I'm cheating you, then you keep poor friends. You know, to me it doesn't matter. It's just... Doesn't matter. Almost $4 a shake now. Remember when they were at a dollar? Yes. Those were the good old days, my friend. Man, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the CEO of Arby's is listening. And if you are, please make your shakes a dollar again. Give us another happy hour. Yeah, that would be good. We want it from 3.30 to 4. 30 minute, it's got to be an hour, happy hour. Oh. Happy half hour. Okay, 3.30 to 4.15. I guess it could be happy half hour. I'd, I'd try to make it for sure. Yeah. It's where I gained on my weight. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to venture down that subject line at all. I want us to talk about worthier things, grander yes. things. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the last couple of weeks. Maybe three weeks. Uh, this is the third week. This is the third week? Okay. Yeah. After today, I can say three weeks. That's true. You could say three we weeks now. We kind of have discussed almost a lot about the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember I, I'm everything. I'm sure we can't cover everything about the Holy Spirit. We kind of talked, uh, very briefly about his, um, nature in the sense that he is God. He's not a yeah. force. Yes, he, he belongs, uh, in the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead. We talked about all those sorts of things. Right. And then we went over to kind of distinguishing the way that he worked in the old covenant and the new covenant Yeah, and who he yeah you know, who he is and how, how he works now post-resurrection of Jesus. It's almost like every connection today that we have with God, other than time of prayer and time of prayer, even in that. Even in that, yeah. Uh, Holy Spirit is just almost completely active. Uh, almost yeah, the yeah. only part of the tri triune God that is completely active. Well, I mean, I don't know that I want to say it that way. God's always active. Yes. But we come through 
He's our connection. Yeah. To God. Yeah. So, you know, when we pray, we uh, trust the Holy Spirit to help us pray. Mm-hmm. Even things that we can't utter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we exercise righteousness or or godliness or live according to the word of God, we right. want to be right. quick to credit that to the spirits working in our hearts. Right. Uh, sanctification involves all areas of our lives all the time. And so if the spirit is sanctifying us, he's involved in every area of life all the time. Uh, Any, any good in us, we credit to God and we say, thank you for working that good in us. And that includes the good that we do. And that includes the good that we think. And that even includes the good things given to us like faith. Yes. Or wisdom. Or if we do something really good, like share the gospel, I think we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to share it. Yeah. And to share it well and accurately. Yeah, so he is very much so a part of our daily active lives. And I would say that's true of God. But um, as we're talking about the Holy Spirit specifically in his works, uh, there's not a day that goes by for the Christian that the Holy Spirit isn't actively working in the soul. Correct. And I don't mean that in contradiction to the Son or the Father not working. I'm just saying... When we think about the role and the works uh, of the Spirit and what He's doing, um, yeah, we we just don't exist apart from His active right, work in our right. hearts. Some some of the things that He does, He does on His own, and some of the things that He does, He does in cooperation or partnership with us. Okay, I, th- I mean, I think you could say. Sanctification is a primary work of the Spirit. Yes. Begun by Him, completed by Him, but also, according to His expectation, done in cooperation with us. Okay. Because, I mean, we have the command to put off the old man and put on the new man. Right. That is correct. Take off the flesh, put on, but and we live also by the need Spirit. need a lot of help doing that. Yeah. So that's why, that's why we say that it's first and foremost a work of the Spirit, but it's also not a passive work on our part. He expects us to cooperate with him. Would you explain to me how the, uh, I think it mentions it in uh, John seven thirty nine that the Holy Spirit will be like a river of living water flowing out from our innermost being. I mean, what do you, what's your question? Well, didn't I just ask it? <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. But uh, well, and what I'm really referencing is... You just said explain this verse. Well, to what? me, when the Holy Spirit is like a a river of living water flowing out, it's almost, to me, it's uh, very similar to the joy of the Lord being excited uh, because Christ is in our lives and excited because we're walking with him. Yeah, I think it's the life of Christ that enlivens us, actually shines out. I was talking to a good friend of ours the other day in the hospital, and he was talking about he feels the joy of Jesus. And and I've felt that too, and I do feel it a lot of times when when I'm walking in obedience to the Lord and my life is better. I don't like to say it's right because I don't want to claim I don't sin. 
But when I'm walking in holiness and living for him and, and praying with him regularly and studying his word, I feel joy within that is like a river of water that's flowing out of me. Yeah, I mean, our our uh, obedience to God is not earning us favor with God, but the scriptures are clear. The mind that's set on the flesh is hostile to God. Yes, We're to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. To walk according to the flesh is to kick against the will of God. Right. To walk by the spirit is to walk in harmony with him. And so. And that creates an inner joy that you can't really explain. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of the woman at the well. And, and Jesus said, uh, I remember what he said <laughs> in John 4. Uh, be like uh, living water. That's what I was thinking. Up. Rivers of living water. Yeah. But it kind of echoes what he says also in John 7. Yeah. Well, I think of First uh, Peter 1, 8, no, 1, 9, 8 and 9, uh, where Peter says we have that joy that's inexpressible. Yeah, yeah. This just kind of, I can't even, I can't define it, I can't explain it, but it's exploding out of me. It's kind of, it's filled me up and my cup runneth over. Right. Yeah. That's in... Uh, psalms yes my cup runneth over yes but it is an overflowing of uh, happiness and uh, you just want to giggle but that wouldn't be appropriate <laughs> be weird i mean i think all that comes down to a discussion about the spirit that he's the source of all that is good right. in us and right. in our lives and especially as it pertains to walking with god and so you read some things earlier today he's the source yeah. of wisdom of truth of joy knowledge well, you got a few of them. These are listed in Grudem's book. Uh, love, peace, joy. Uh, you kind of mentioned those. Truth, wisdom, comfort, freedom, righteousness, hope, sonship or adoption, even glory, we talked unity, about that. and power. We talked about that, right? He's our seal of salvation. Uh, yeah, the sign. Maybe. he's the sign of the new covenant. I think we did. But, I mean, that is a great comfort that we are sealed. Yeah. He is our guarantee. He's bearing witness, Romans 8, with our spirit that we're children of God. Galatians five twenty two and 23, we can walk through the fruit of the spirit. Those are the things that he's causing to ripen and increase in our lives. Right, and these things should be increasing. Yeah. And if they're not, you maybe should check things out. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. should be growing in the fruits of the spirit. Now, one thing I think always comes up that we haven't really addressed yet, and maybe now would be the time to do that, is spiritual gifts. Okay. I think in current Christian thought, uh, any discussion of the Holy Spirit almost automatically runs to spiritual gifts, specifically okay. miraculous gifts. But I kind of right. want to broaden that out. We've, oh, we've, actually, we've actually done several episodes about this before about our views on the miraculous gifts and, you know, the theological categorying of that uh, is cessationist, those gifts have ceased, or continuationist, those gifts continue. Right, right. what position you, you kind of land on. Regardless, I think you can, you need to come to this realization that the Spirit empowers us to serve God. Yes. And we all have, as Christians, spiritual gifts given to us by the Spirit to serve God. Yes. And that is... And to edify the church. Yes. 
and uh, which is kind of a neat thought there that serving or edifying the church is serving God. Um, I don't know. Just that's looks like you have a scripture for us here. Yeah. So uh, there are several places that the scriptures talk about our spiritual gifts. Romans, the end of Romans, uh, end of First Peter, I believe that. Paul really launches into a, a lengthy discussion of spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14. Okay. But primarily in verse or chapter 12. Uh, and in that chapter, he likens the church to a body, the body of Christ. Right. right. And we're each one members of that body and each one comprising a part of that body. And altogether, we comprise one part or one body, uh, all different parts, but one body. Christ being right, the head. Right. And he links that to spiritual gifts. Our service is needed for the body to function properly or for the that body for the body to be healthy. So none of us should be lame or stagnant because it affects the whole body. Well, yeah, and if you are just maybe coming to church and sitting in a pew, you're not really if that's all of your spiritual life, yeah, you, and not, you don't have prayer, Bible yeah. study, those kind of things, then you're probably not growing as a Christian. Yeah, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting the whole body. Yes. And so that's kind of Paul's simplified point in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we all have a part to play. God has given us all spiritual gifts to serve him through serving the church. But in that discussion comes verse 7. And I think it's just really important and good. Okay. And I want to read verse 7, and then I want to read verse 11. So verse 7, to each, this is talking about each Christian in the church, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Manifestation meaning you can see it. Expression, yeah. Let me back up to 4, 5, and 6. That'll help make sense. Okay. Uh, there are varieties of gifts, but but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So God gives us gifts yeah. through His yeah. Spirit so that we might manifest or express His presence working through us in these gifts for the common good, the common good of the church. Yeah, that sounds good. So your spiritual gifts aren't for you. They're for the church, and they're to glorify God. And when we are walking by the Spirit and being used of Him, specifically in those varieties of gifts and ways, right? we're doing it for the common good of the whole body. We're expressing God's work in the church body. Right. Then verse 11, All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So you don't get to pick your own spiritual gift. Well, I mean, that's probably... It's apportioned to you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the, in the positive way of looking at that is God has specifically chosen to, to use you in this specific way in the context of your local church body for their common good that they can see God working through you in the church. So you're saying every individual in the church is of vital importance to the rest of the body. If every, yeah, I mean, if they're Christians, and I know that 
sounds like an oxymoron. You shouldn't be a member of a church if you're not a Christian. <laughs> but yeah. hey, today it it needs to be said. So yeah, if you're if your church has healthy church membership and all your members, the best as you can tell, are Christians, then each one of them have a vital part, like you said, to play in expressing right, right. the work of God in the congregation. I think it would make the average Christian feel very good about being a part of the body because they should realize they're important to the body. Yeah. And they have a function to to do in the body, empowered by the Holy Spirit yeah. uh, for the furtherance of the kingdom, for the goodness of the body. Yeah, they're not just a face in a crowd, not to God. They're, they're apportioned specifically by the will and pleasure of the Holy Spirit to serve the body of Christ in a very specific way. So what would a person do who finds themselves not really knowing what to do in the church and just basically comes and sits there on Sunday morning. Well, I think first you should talk to your pastors about it. I think you should tell them that you're uh, feeling this conviction to be more than just an attender. Uh, but then, you know, the way we discover our spiritual gifts um, is through the affirmation of the church, the other brothers and sisters in the okay. congregation. So it's not prideful to ask them, um, how do you think I'm gifted by God to serve this church? And you kind of listen and see what the majority identify in you and kind of know of you. Right. Now, if you've been so isolated, they may not know. And and one of the ways to start is what are you good at and passionate about? Right. And can you use that for the glory of God? Uh, but really it comes down to what what does the church and the pastors, what do they see in you? That may be God's working through you, and how can you do that? Sometimes it's just in the nursery. Sometimes, uh, if you're like a an elderly widow that's uh, praying at home regularly, yeah, or yeah. sending out cards to people saying that you've been praying for them, you know, those are ways that we serve the body and build up the body. You know, somebody came to me and asked me that question. I think I would have to unless I knew the person well, uh, I would probably have to let me observe and pray about this. Yeah. Or maybe the other way around, pray and observe this, observe you, and uh, yeah. And try to give me a week anyway to try to come up with a an answer that might be what God would have you do. Yeah, I think that's why it's imperative that every Christian be involved in the life of the church yeah. regularly, faithfully attending worship, but also in small groups or Sunday school or on uh, like for our church, Wednesday night prayer times, uh, being there early to converse with people, staying late to converse with people, being involved in the heartbeat and rhythm of the church so that people can know you and see right. those things. Chances are if, the, if you were doing that and you were to come up to someone and ask how do you think I could serve the church or the body? Then they may have a better answer for you. Yeah, they're going to say, you know, I kind of. I'm watching you. You've been yeah. really been active in this area, maybe. Yeah, or even, in, you know, maybe I hadn't thought about that. But but when I think about it, I see this kind of in your heart and in your right. your personality. Right. Uh, and just practically speaking, uh, we're not going to give somebody some responsibility 
that we only see occasionally on Sunday mornings. I mean, true, if, if we don't true. know them that well as pastors, we're not going to, you know, relinquish so everything to them. We're going to put you in charge of this area. Yeah, we're definitely going to say, well, you need to start by showing up and being around and let the church gauge you, gauge your spiritual gifts and work. I mean, it's a great desire, too. You know, if somebody has the desire but doesn't really know what to do, it's great that they do have that desire. Yeah, and I would also say um, I think too often people are too quick to blame leadership in the church. Well, they're not giving me a way to serve. Uh, let me just remind you that your church leadership, they don't know everything. And so they you may be gifted to serve in a way that they've never thought of before. Uh, right, that's right. And God can give them a idea of what he would have them do yeah so you you need to explore with your church leadership and with other members of the church if you think there's something new out there or a way to serve that you're not currently serving or that your church doesn't do uh, don't be afraid to explore those avenues with the people of the church right because god may be leading you into something absolutely that's good so the Spirit does all sorts of work in our lives uh, every moment of every day. I would even argue even while we sleep, uh, He's protecting us. He's um, orchestrating other things. He's gifting us to serve in the church. And He's increasing our godliness through sanctification. Okay. What? Well, I had a sneaky question I was going to ask, but I don't know. I think it's too sneaky. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, it was like I was thinking about you were saying even in your sleep, and I was thinking so you're you're saying that God speaks to us in our dreams. I don't want to open that can. <laughs> That's why I kind of chuckled, but I I do I have uh, experienced uh, a closeness with God in the middle of the night. Yeah, uh, wake up and. Uh, have a great idea or wake up and have a I woke up and had a song in my head Yeah, and I ran into my music room and wrote it down and put the chords over it so I wouldn't forget it because yeah. if I go back to sleep and then wake up again it's gone Yeah, but uh, yeah I, I, to me that's an exciting evening an exciting night of sleep is when I feel like God is There's there's some dreams that I've had that it would not be worth saying because they're they're very bad dreams, but there's some thoughts I've had I've had uh, sharing the gospel with someone throughout the night. Yeah, it's kind of I kind of like those. Yeah, I kind of like, uh, and it also I think it helps me practice to share the gospel. Yeah, I found dreams can be a good gauge of your heart. And sometimes they're pre-patterned by what I watch right before I go to sleep. Yes, what you've put in your heart, what your heart desires, right. where you've focused your heart. Yeah. So that's I want good dreams. Well, me too. Gospel dreams. I don't know why we're talking about I this. I don't either. I just <laughs> You started it by in your sleep. Well, yeah, there's more there than... Yes. Yeah. Anyways... Uh, hopefully somebody has been encouraged by today's 
third discussion I of do the have Holy a, Spirit. A paragraph that sounds pretty good. Can oh well, if it sounds good, it must be good. Okay, this is uh, page six forty nine in the uh, big old Grudem Systematic Theology book. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with the immediate presence of God Himself, and it therefore will re- will result in feeling what God feels, desiring what God desires, doing what God wants, speaking by God's power, praying and ministering in God's strength, and knowing with the knowledge which God gives Himself. Uh, I mean, that's the goal. There's well, the battle of the flesh that prevents that. Yes. Kind of like if, when you're walking with the Spirit, walking in the presence of the Lord and feel His presence around you and you're walking in holiness. It's kind of like what's happening in your life. Hmm. hmm. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. Look Look that. It's uh, page 649. 649. Credit where credit is due. Yes. Well, hopefully, like I said, this has spurred on some thought for some people. Uh, We would certainly love to hear from you if that's the case. If you have something you feel like uh, is worth sharing, you can find us on all the relevant social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Uh, You can find the link to all of those at our website, DoctrineDoxology.com. There you can also find other resources and a way to support the pastor's cohort, which is really just an opportunity for us to invest in church leaders or future church leaders uh, who need good, solid biblical resources, and we can get those resources in their hands uh, very cheaply. And so uh, if you feel led to donate to a ministry like that, uh, we would ask that you prayerfully consider ours. Uh, all the proceeds go to putting gospel books into the hands of pastors so that we can build up those pastors who will in turn invest in their churches and we hope produce long-term health in those churches. Sure, sure. So, Well, let me pray. Do it. Our Father, we are truly grateful for the wonderful gift you give us for the uh, ability to, to feel your presence, for the ability to have you use us to further your kingdom. And we just thank you uh, for the for the blessings that you pour out on us every day. I am grateful that you love us and care for us. You provide us salvation through your Son. I'm so glad the, the Holy Spirit has convicted me of my sin and brought me to the where I realized I need you. And thank you for giving me the faith to believe. Father, I just ask you to go with us throughout the day and help us to be bold in our witness, help us to serve you, uh, love you, live for you, and walk in holiness. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.